Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. We, the people, cannot turn that. Yeah! I'm so happy to be back. Welcome in to another rousing rendition of Libservative Intellectual Idiots Fostering Political and Cultural Literacy. He, as always, is Corey Walsh. And he's Dan Griffin. And me, some of the time, yes, I'm, I'm Dan Griffin. I am back after the crumbling infrastructure of metro detroit failed me last week uh just 72 hours in basically a third world country is what i had to deal with that's how, yeah. all, that's a, that's how bad it is to not have power for three for three fucking days we uh we started a rumor that you in fact did not have your power go out due to our shitty infrastructure but you couldn't pay your uh electricity bill due to some weird uh addiction to something but we couldn't figure out what it was what would the addiction be Booze is too easy. Golf clubs. Yeah. Yeah, I have a spending problem. I do have a sugar mama, though. So Marissa's you the can't, one that makes all the money in this. You can't You can't look at somebody and be like, you know what? That person's addicted to hookers, Dan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Even tie hookers? Even tied tie hookers? Like the company tied? Like, tie, uh, you could, tie, you could go- Corey, tie. Like from Thailand. Yeah, like tie. Yeah, let's say you could go. You could go have nine hookers up? tonight. You could go have nine hookers tonight, you know, and then come over, and I'd be like, "Damn, Dan, did you just go for a jog?" And he'd be like, "Yeah," and I wouldn't be any of the wiser. But if you went and smoked a bunch of crack, Dan, <laughs> we would know. I don't know. Hunter Biden holds himself together pretty well for a guy that smokes a lot of crack. He's if I could smoke crack with anyone, it would probably be a Hunter Biden. But the problem is, <laughs> is that we know he smokes crack. We do know he smokes crack, but not because yeah. of what he looks like. No, because yeah, he strikes about it and takes photos of it and then does crack, crack and forgets his laptop <laughs> at a computer store. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to get into the uh, Hunter Biden and also uh, Donald Trump a little bit later on here, which basically just like it's like a the next president of the United States at this point is basically like a choose your favorite criminal adventure. So uh, we're going to we're going to have a little bit of fun with that. Um, we're just going to have a lot of fun tonight because I'm back after what has it been now? Four weeks of uh, of, of a quasi hiatus. Um, other things coming up on tonight's show, we're going to talk about, uh, Trump's indictments. We're going to talk about, uh, uh, McCarthy's investigation into, uh, I, I love this new moniker of like the, the Biden crime family, like the, uh, the hyperbole that goes into that, which is pretty hilarious. Um, and we're going to talk about these octogenarians that, um, I, I, I'm I'm actually thinking about like Men in Black. You remember the scene in Men in Black where the head opens up and there's a little alien inside? Yeah. Like to me, that's what happened to Mitch McConnell and Diane Feinstein. Diane Feinstein the, over the over the last week, like the the little alien just went to sleep in their brains. Uh, so uh, definitely going to talk about that. That's fitting because of all the UFO talk right now. Right. Perfect. 
absolutely perfect. Uh, and uh, yeah, a whole a whole bunch more. Where where do we want to start uh, tonight, Corey? I would like to start. I don't know why I asked you. I know uh, you always do that. You ask me questions. Oh, we have a new segment. We have a new segment tonight too. We do. Would you rather? Um, you want to start off with that? Something fun, something light. Sure. So All tonight's. Right. So we're gonna have Bell up in because he's the. Uh, He's the moderator of the this maestro. show. He's the maestro of this. Uh, Hold on, let me let me take my shot. I'm gonna have my baby Guinness. Yeah, welcome here. back to the show. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Mm. I'm just drinking some Miller High Life over here. Oh yeah, that's gonna curdle. <laughs> yeah, baby. All right. Would you rather 1.0, Bell? What do we have tonight? All right, buddy. We did go over this one a little bit last night. So you guys have had a little bit of time to decide about this. You're stuck on a boat in the middle of nowhere. You're fishing for food and uh, you're just stuck out on a boat with this person. Would you rather be stuck with AOC or Vermin Supreme? So give a bit of a background on who Vermin Supreme is. He's a bit of an obscure character. We all know who he is, but I don't expect uh, all of our listeners to know who he is. He isn't really loyal to any political party. He runs for president every single election. He's the guy that wears the boot on his head. Uh, he makes promises for free ponies, not taxpayer funded ponies, free ponies. Um, <laughs> there he is up on the screen. There's Vermin Supreme. What a beautiful man, right? He's like a hobo Santa Claus. It's, it's if you fantastic. follow him on, if you follow He's him a on Santa Facebook, Claus that you would not allow your children near. See, <laughs> See here, he looks like a guy that walks around with clothes on, right? Um, most of the time, if you follow him on Facebook, yep, there he is. That's <laughs> so he's like half naked, picking berries in the woods most of the time. <laughs> That's what he does with his life, and goes to these rallies. And he has a very motley crew. He's a fanatical, or he's a he's a he's a uh, a fanatical caricature of a, a, a politician. Yes. He's a fan- fantastical caricature of a politician. So the question is, would we rather be trapped on a boat in the middle of nowhere with AOC or Vermin Supreme? So there's there's the the uh fantasy answer to this question and then there's the practical answer to this question. Yeah. So, you know, obviously AOC pretty easy on the eyes, right? They all want to date me. That's what she likes to say. Uh, <laughs> you know, so that's that's one thing to consider. But that's pretty much all AOC has to offer in this scenario, in my opinion, right? It's yep. just the fact that she's kind of hot. So I'm going to go with the practical answer here. I'm going to choose Vermin Supreme because Vermin Supreme, I got a feeling like he might know how to catch a fish in the middle of the ocean with no fishing poles. Like and like just help with his bare fed. hands, yeah, yeah, or his boot. <laughs> just scoop a fish out of the middle of the ocean, fashion a net. Uh-huh. So it's like you know, and then he, he, I mean, he might let you fuck him. I don't know. I but you know, desperate, desperate times call for desperate measures. I guess in that situation, uh, I think he would actually probably be more likely to consent to sexual activity in this in this scenario than would AOC. So well, I'm gonna mind, say he's, he's probably way smellier. Than That's AOC. True. Oh, you probably smell so I gotta bad. sneeze. But you'll be outside. It's cool. We'll stay downwind. Yeah. The oh, way God. I look at it is like, <sighs> I guess it depends on how long the boat ride is. 
I would love to sit there and pick AOC's brain and be like, hey, why'd you sell out? <laughs> when like what was it that made you become just the run of the mill establishment Democrat? You would you just think? make this woman feel awkward on a boat in the middle. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, why did you sell out and then pretend to be uh you know this progressive person and then cry crocodile tears about voting to expand our military industrial complex and then also hobnob with rich people at uh, the Met Gala. So Corey's not coming at this from a practical perspective whatsoever. There's no survival no. instinct in you. She would all. be stuck with me. I wouldn't be stuck with her. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be sitting there in my captain's hat, you know, drinking booze in my beautiful swimsuit just being like yo what the fuck <laughs> you know and it, it would just be an uncomfortable it'd be just an uncomfortable thing you know like uh like mom and dad got an got in an argument at the dinner table and you're just trying to finish your mashed potatoes dude uh, you know what it would be uncomfortable from this so this is this is an argument against wanting to be stuck on that boat with aoc right because 100 can't you see a scenario where it's like you're you're stranded, right? You get rescued, and like you do you do all the work, right? You catch Cause the fish because that's you, the perfect that what you just said, Dan. You get rescued if you're with AOC. There's gonna ooh, be good point. You're the Coast Guard's coming. Everyone's coming. You're getting fucking rescued. That's a good point. That if is, you're on that the boat with Vermin Supreme, they're just like like the Coast Guard will drive by and then cover their eyes <laughs> and they don't see you. They're actively trying not to find you. And then when they come, me and Vermin Supreme would be just fucking getting ripped on whatever. We'd be figuring out a way oh. to make some weird distillate out of salt water. Ocean berries, man. Yeah, <laughs> he, me and Vermin Supreme seaweed. would be waving the Coast Guard off, getting all messed up, having a great time, bitching about people like AOC. So... That's my answer. I'd you might have you might have like swayed me. You might have swayed me. I might go with AOC just because you actually have a chance to be found. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're with AOC, you're getting rescued. <laughs> that's see, if, that's if, thinking if outside the box. Corey. Like if that's it's me, if like it's that. me and Vermin Supreme, the reason why we're out in the middle of, of the of the ocean on a boat is probably not by chance. <laughs> <laughs> so he's probably got a lot of mushrooms with him. Hopefully, as do you. Yeah, no, that's the but the, but the scary part is like you can see a scenario where you 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 know you get rescued, you're with AOC, and then she accuses you of something, or yeah, or like yeah, uh, or you're out there and you're the one doing all the fucking work. You're the one that's taking a you, you find a tarp and you fashion she's like, the tarp. She's like, it's so hot to, di to distill water to you know to survive, and you're out there and you're trying you're fighting <laughs> off sharks, you know, and like in a. Uh, in a fucking Ernest Hemingway old man in the sea type scenario with a broken sphere or spear and you're doing all this shit. You're on the back of the boat just kicking your feet trying to get something going. So in the And then scenario, when we get back, she's the victim. Yeah. <laughs> you get on the boat, she goes, yeah, leave yeah. him. And they just take off. <laughs> is there a is there a chance, like is it possible in this scenario that like are you allowed to like push her overboard and just be there by yourself because the coast guard's still going to be looking for aoc and they'll find you but she's i don't know what happened to her she just she fell off and i don't i don't know where she's at anymore yeah she just <laughs> that's yeah. on you brother I, 
<laughs> I'm just trying to go over all the scenarios. Yeah, no, that's hey, a, man, any uh, scenario. Another Ernest Hemingway example would be um, the have and have not. You just want to date me. That's I'm throwing means. people off boats. <laughs> yeah, like, to- like here you. <laughs> all right, I, I, I got nipped by a couple of sharks and I might have lost a finger, but I was able to catch us a fish so we can be able to survive a couple more days. And she'd be like, "You just want to date me?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm literally just trying to get us to survive. <laughs> Uh, yep. I think you, you swayed me. Like, I think we're both, I th- and it's, it's no disrespect to Vermin Supreme, but it's like, Hey Vermin, dude, like, th- there's a chance. AOC, get found. You're the reason we're right here in the fucking first place because you didn't want to put gas in the motor engine because apparently it affects fucking climate change. <laughs> and our battery got wet. <laughs> <laughs> battery on the boat got wet. Who could have guessed that? We're not, we're not, we're not bringing any extra gasoline. We don't need any extra fossil fuels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So practically and fantasy wise, hundred percent Vermin Supreme. Yeah. Well, not necessarily practically because practically if you're out with AOC, you have a chance to get found. That's true. A better chance anyway. A better chance of getting found. Yes. Yeah. But if you're in the middle of the lake, you know, or in the ocean for days and you get bored, even if she did proposition herself to me afterwards, I'm probably fucked because she's going to be like, yeah, he, he, he came on to me and I didn't like it, but because of the implication, <laughs> which right, is, but uh, if, if it was AOC fucking, uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren would be out there in a dinghy with uh, some fucking native American feathers flying off the top of the flag out there looking <laughs> for AOC. She'd be out there on by herself. <laughs> yeah, and then she would blame me for being a man. <laughs> <laughs> the patriarchy. The patriarchy is what got them lost. Yeah, I just I'm gonna be in way less hot water if I'm with Vermin Supreme. <laughs> you know, See, it's funny because now I feel like you've switched. We've both switched. I, I mean, started I mean, Vermin Supreme and went AOC, and then you started AOC, and now you're Vermin Supreme. Yeah, I don't know. I would just be obliterated. I would be like, either or. Because I would think that I'm not getting found if I'm with Vermin Supreme. I'd probably just try to drink a bunch as much as much salt water as I could. <laughs> that's a good way to go. <laughs> that's, that's a great way to go. Dead on a dinghy with Vermin Supreme. <clears throat> the questions that people would ask. <laughs> I don't survived. know if you'd survive. See, the thing is, you're on a boat with Vermin Supreme. Like, I don't know if I would survive for an extraordinary amount of time or die extraordinarily fast. Oh, you know what I mean? Supreme? Yeah, you just you, he's like, just drink the salt water, man. You know, like he would just be twisted, get you drinking salt in your water. Mind. No, all there'd be mind. a pony on the boat. You know, they would <laughs> they would eventually die. That would be our food. I mean, I'd have my, it wouldn't be I'd on the boat, my, but it would be on the boat. I, I wouldn't you know? have. I would have my pony. He'd have his. We'd have a giant toothbrush to keep our teeth clean. He would be. He would come prepared. Furman would come prepared. <laughs> He would be ready for a, I, a several a several night stay on the open water. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like dealing yeah. with shit. I'd rather have Vermin Supreme on the boat with me, stranded at sea. <laughs> I feel like he'd help me kick. I feel like he'd get in the water yeah. and help me kick. AOC wouldn't. No. You're right. Tax the rich. I got, I got, I got one more quick one for you guys that I think oh. you get a kick out of. Would you rather? Be stuck watching the Barbie movie with Ben Shapiro 
Or would you rather be stuck watching The Sound of Freedom with the person who runs the Occupy Democrats Facebook page? Oh, my God. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh... I feel okay. I'm going to say I would rather watch the Barbie movie with Ben Shapiro. And here's why. I feel like he would keep his mouth shut throughout the film because he's really trying to soak in all of the reasons why it's turning you get why it's turning his kids gay. So like at least Ben Shapiro would probably be silent during this this filming i feel like the person who runs the occupy democrats facebook page oh watching the God. sound of freedom would protest loudly the entire film either that or they'd have their phone on making dumbass memes the whole time that just um, don't amount to shit and the whole time everyone would be around you yelling at you to turn off your phone oh those and are you just be scenarios. sitting there uncomfortably like, next to him right i feel like ben would be sitting there taking notes and shit though too you know what i mean yeah but he's a lot of quiet He'd be a lot of scoffs and (laughs) yes. Did you see that? I feel like he'd be that guy. Yeah. And honestly, if I'm watching Oppenheimer, I want to watch it like, and like pay attention. I don't give two shits about Barbie. So exactly. I'm probably making fun of it with Ben Shapiro. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to go see it because apparently it's really political, but yeah, Ben Shapiro and wa- watching Barbie with because I feel like at least the person that runs the Occupy Democrats Facebook page would just is just an, a completely insufferable human being. I think. Yeah. Oh, you mean like as, you mean you mean like Ben Shapiro? No, I was gonna, well, hold on. <laughs> what I was going to say is like I, I think at least like Ben Shapiro has like some redeeming qualities. I feel like I would have a better time hanging out with Ben Shapiro than I would the person who runs the Occupy Democrats Facebook page. Understandable. I'm not saying I would have a ton of fun with Ben Shapiro, but I feel like I would have just nominally more fun with Ben Shapiro than I would. With it's like the, the difference Democrats. between black licorice and licorice for me. I don't like <laughs> either, but uh, you know. <laughs> no, well, essentially, it's, it's, it's basically like voting for president. Which bowl of shit would you rather eat? I'll take the smaller one. And uh, in that scenario, I never, I would never have said this five years ago. But in which scenario, one has nuts? Is not are nuts better? I like nuts. Okay, so nuts are better. So then Ben Shapiro <laughs> has nuts. Almonds, actually, <laughs> to be, uh, to be uh, precise. I like almonds. I would never have said this five years ago, but I actually would. I, I think Ben Shapiro has more redeeming qualities than Occupy Democrats. <sighs> Occupy Democrats pisses me off. So but at least because at least That's like so Ben Shapiro. Ben- I just ben saw them make ben a Shapiro post recently. Like, ben Shapiro is at least kind of smart in like some ways. You're a lot of facts to fit his narrative. Of course. Um, yeah, but. A broken clocks right twice a day in occupied Democrats is a is a sundial like, at night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's absolutely right. Holy shit, that's good. <laughs> wow. Um, but uh what was Great. I gonna say? Um oh fuck, what was I gonna say? I had something else. I'm sorry. Not, that was before you came up with your brilliant joke about occupied Democrats. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, everyone. Corey's out of here. <laughs> Um, it was something about Ben Shapiro, but I forget. It doesn't matter. 
Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I guess that means we can move on. Um, does that, has anybody checked on? Uh, has anybody checked on Brittany Griner? You guys check on Brittany Griner? No. Apparently, she's left the WNBA for a two-game road trip for uh, uh, mental health reasons. And I know the way I set that up sounded like I was going to make fun of her, but I'm actually not. I'm going to make fun of con- the conservative reaction to her a little bit. Because, Corey, you and I talk all the time about how um, the cultural left has this thing where, you know, people like Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson and Matt Walsh and all of these more conservative, Glenn Beck, all these conservative pundits constantly talk about, like, never apologize to the mob. The woke mob will never forgive you, right? Doesn't matter what you say or do. You'll never. So it's like there's no reason to ever be apologetic to, to to the woke mob. And I look at something like Brittany Griner and I go, you fuckers do the exact same bullshit. Because for anybody who is living under a rock, Brittany Griner was arrested for weed because she played basketball in Russia and uh, they held her for a long time. And then she was traded back to the United States for, I guess, some like ultra terrorist guy. I forget his name. Um, the mer- uh, it was like, the mer- uh, yeah, the merchant of death. I forget his yeah. name. And what's interesting is like when that trade happened, you had conservatives shitting a brick about like, why are we letting this terrorist go back to Russia? And like, I can't even remember the guy's name. Like when, when has anybody heard about this guy since that happened? Uh, Victor about like, yeah, Victor. Yeah. I was gonna say it's Victor something. Yes. Yes, exactly. But I couldn't remember his name off the top of my head. And when is the last time you've heard his name since the Brittany Griner exchange? Well, you probably went back underground to sell firearms. <laughs> so we're probably I was about to say he's a hear. firearms dealers. He's, you're not going to hear about him until it, he gets it, caught again. Exactly. That's the thing. Is like nobody actually gives a shit. They just want to make it seem like that's the that's the thing that conservatives constantly accuse. I shouldn't say conservatives, but like the cultural right constantly accuses the cultural left of doing, and they just they just they did exactly the same thing, and they're doing it again right here, where Brittany Griner came home and was like really fucking happy to be an American after. For a long time, she had, you know, protested the uh, the national anthem and, you know, done all of the like, hey, the patriarchy is a problem stuff and America is a shitty country and I don't know why anybody lives here. Like she did all of that kind of sort of cultural left nonsense that I don't approve of. I don't think either of you approve of. But. She has definitely demonstrated that, like, yeah, being in prison for weed in Russia woke her up a little bit. As far as like being an American is actually pretty goddamn cool, and like the right will never forgive her now. Yeah, she, still... she wants she wants to take two days for mental health from the WNBA. It's like I, I don't know, I don't care, I don't know what her situation is, but it's like it's do, just it's just mind numbing. But, but do you think they could just let it go? Or no, no, they have to harp on it. They have to harp on it. Yeah, they have because they don't forgive it. either. Exactly. It's just yeah, it's it's mind numbing. You know, just the uh, the pluralism of the hypocrisy. Well, this side does it. This side yeah, does I, it, Dan. There are so many times where, like, I want to give cultural conservatives more credit. And sometimes I do. But, like, at the end of the day, they're, they're just, they're exactly the same. They are like, exactly the same. They're exactly the same as the cultural left. As Look at DeSantis. As, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, 
Okay, DeSantis is this is DeSantis. What he's supposed to be the, the he's supposed to be the the free speech guy, right? The anti lockdowns guy, which I and you and I'm pretty sure Bell as well, all of us gave DeSantis a lot of credit for being the anti lockdown guy. At the beginning of COVID, he fucked up just like every other governor, but he was really the first one to be like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. And yeah, I, that, I to this you day, know, I to this day give him a lot of credit for that. You know, but then he wants to turn around and use the power of the state to like get rid of drag queens or whatever and violate the First Amendment. It's like, dude, fuck you. Or sue a private company or investigate a private company for making shitty private business moves. Yeah, for making a bad marketing decision. I'm assuming you guys talked about that last week. We did. While I, while I wasn't here, uh, his his little foray with, with InBev. And it's like, this is the kind of thing that... so. I didn't plan on talking about this tonight, but we've been getting, you know, some comments on our on our promotional video recently on social media. And you 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 all all we're getting are comments like I think we lost Bell. Uh he'll be back. Uh he's always back. All we're doing is getting comments about like people that are telling us the things that we constantly say on the show while thinking that they're explaining something to us that we don't know. It's like, dude, we can tell you're not paying attention to what our show represents. Right. <laughs> These are, th this is like, what was, the, what was the last one we got? Uh, uh, oh, well, oh no. When people call us centrists. I'm the furthest thing from a centrist. I love that one. First of all, that's not an insult. That's number one. But second when of all, someone calls are. me an idealist, it's like, okay, that's fine. But like, you're saying it like an insult, but forgive me for trying to hold my government to a higher standard. It's having principles. Yeah. Having principles. That's what, and it's so, it's so funny because it makes people turn into a pretzel, especially people on the left, because the, the ones who instilled these principles in me of like taking the higher road and like being anti-corrupt, making sure everything is on the up and up making sure due process is done, making sure all these things happen was the fucking Democrats. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that instilled those principles in me. It wasn't the Republicans because when I got into politics, Trump was president. The Democrats are the ones who touted all of these principles that made a lot of sense to me. And I held dear to heart. And now you're seeing the Democrats doing the same fucking shit. Like for example, you want me to go on a tangent? Mm -hmm. Right now, it took court cases and a bunch of ridiculous litigation and bullshit to make fucking Joe Biden even Grandpa Joe, you know the the you know the one that's the Main Street Joe, the fucking public transit train riding Joe, this guy that's you and me, but like he loves his family and he's the soul of America. It took him getting blasted in the media to even acknowledge a grandchild of his. Navy, yeah. Hunter Absolutely. Biden's illegitimate child who they had to go to court. So she didn't even get the fucking Biden name. Dude, get that the is fuck some, out of here. That's that is so some, fucking gross. That's that is that's sad. That is some royal family bullshit, right? Like imagine if right. like imagine if like Prince William or, or Harry for that matter. But we'll go with William since he's still kind of involved with the royal family. But imagine if Prince William goes out, cheats on his wife. I don't know. Fuck some chicken fucking Bucharest. A, a or whatever. stripper, a stripper, uh, Amsterdam. Let's say he, the red light district, he bangs a stripper. Yeah. Prince and Andrew has sex with a child, if you will. Yeah, that's a good one. 
We don't talk about that though because we 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 support Jeffrey Epstein's endeavors. That's a joke. Everybody, chill out. I'm fucking. Yeah, never kidding. mind that Epstein list. Let's talk about aliens. Right, or let's talk about the hypothetical situation of fucking Prince William going out and fucking a stripper in Bucharest. <laughs> Answer them. But it's like that's what that's what the uh, that's what the royal family would do, right? Like they wouldn't it's acknowledge gross. the existence of this child, and it's like like one of the content like one of the uh, contingencies for the whole court case was Hunter Biden is going to give her some of his paintings. <laughs> it's, like, it's like oh god. And then let's not even talk about somebody. There's got to be a Hitler was. reference in there somewhere, but I just, I can't, I can't tie it together. Um, <laughs> Hunter Biden just sold one of his paintings for $800,000. Well, isn't that so just because, who? Is, isn't that just because, oh, that's true. Yeah. Let's, is that, find out. That, sounds at, like a, that sounds like a money laundering scheme to me, <laughs> but it's like anybody who's famous could sell their paintings, right? And people would pay for it just because it's the person that painted them. Yeah, that's like how much what it is. Honestly, how much is like an original Hitler painting worth on the open market, or do they even exist anymore? Or have they all been burned? Because they probably should have looked that up. Like, how much is one of those worth? I'm gonna imagine it's probably worth a pretty penny. Does uh, who's the who's the 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 uh, Supreme Court guy? The guy. Oh, that was so his paintings go from poking up, uh, up Justice Thomas. What was that guy's name? He's got all like the the communist statues and the in the in the Nazi paintings or whatever. Harlan Crow. Harlan. Yeah, Crow. Harlan Crow. Yeah. yeah Harlan yeah. Crow. I'm so bad with names. Me too, man. I've I've not been able to remember anything. And in- Hitler paintings go from two hundred and ten dollars to twelve thousand dollars. That's right. That's less than I thought. We're talking originals. Yeah. Check this out. So, according to the New York Times, um, there's a lot of Hunter Biden's paintings being sold. Um, some of them are being offered for as much as five hundred thousand dollars a piece, and the gallery that is selling the paintings is keeping the names of the buyers anonymous. There's something going on there, man. How about that juice? Yeah. That makes no sense. I've never seen any of Hunter Biden's paintings. Are they actually good? They look like shitty uh, Hilton photos you'd find, pictures you'd find in the lobby. You like like shitty like. So they look they look like Hitler's paintings. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Hitler was a way better artist than Hunter Biden. Actually, He's, was he really? Oh yeah. Okay. I've never seen any of Biden's paintings, so I don't I don't know. Like so, here, watch their painting. Are you going to be thrown in like Twitter jail for saying that Hitler's a better artist than Hunter Biden? Are we, is that something that we're allowed to say on YouTube? I'm sure we're going to get we're going to get flagged for that. <laughs> Hitler was a better painter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure we're going to get flagged. He was. For that. He actually did like decent paintings. And it's amazing to think that like if the guy just was able to sell his paintings, he might have actually been OK. Hitler paintings that, sold at auction for four hundred and forty thousand dollars. Yeah, like these are his paintings, and then now you look up Hunter Biden painting. Okay, show me. Doing it right now. <laughs> look at this fucking doofus. Okay, but I'm just gonna hold this paintbrush. But yeah, like these are Hunter Biden paintings. 
I mean, different kind of art, right? So Hitler did landscapes and that kind of stuff. Different, different kind of art, but I, I see it. I'm with you. That's like you would see that just like in a lobby at some shitty <laughs> fucking like, like a <laughs> like, like at a the Super Motel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And like you, you like you would look up at it and go. Oh, I'd rather just look at my phone. Uh, can we talk about the next Mayweather Pacquiao? Richard the Dawkins fight. versus Jordan Peterson in a debate is the new Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Yeah, this, so, that would actually be interesting to see. I don't know how familiar you are with this, right? But uh, Richard Dawkins, I, I don't have it in front of me, but he he tweeted something about God, and we know that that makes Jordan Peterson mad. Uh, or he he, t- he tweeted something uh, something about the uh, the existence of God, or I think it was the Old Testament God or whatever, and it pissed Jordan Peterson off. And Jordan Peterson went, uh, you don't know what you're talking about, and I'd love to debate you. And Russell Brand goes, I would love to moderate that debate. I would love to watch that debate if for no other reason than it's, th- than it's Russell Brand moderating that debate. Let's get Agreed. Dana White involved. Let's get, call up Dana. Let's 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 make sure we get this thing on on like a UFC pay per view. We'll do it in the octagon. We'll do this debate. We'll have we'll have Russell Brand in the middle. We'll have Richard Dawkins on the left and Russell Brand on the right because that's fitting. Uh, and Don we'll, King we'll, is there. Don King's got to be there. Yeah, Don King could just stand in the background. He's you know, he doesn't even have to promote it. Um, and that was my original thought about a debate like this. The problem is. I could also see this debate debate being remarkably boring because I don't know if you guys remember this or if you listen to it, but I think last July, July of, of 2022, uh, Jordan Peterson actually had Dawkins on his podcast and it was an insufferable listen. It was terrible. Was it? And the reason for it is I have respect I think I've said this on the show multiple times. I have respect for Jordan Peterson in certain ways. There's a lot that I like about Jordan Peterson. And there's also a lot that I vehemently disagree with about Jordan Peterson. So occasionally I will listen to his podcast. The problem with Jordan Peterson's podcast is first off how pretentious he is. And like the music he has in the beginning, it's not even that he just fucking talks too much. That's his problem. Like he has these people on his show and then dominates the conversation like if you listen to any interview that jordan peterson does you could tell like he's not an interviewer he's not a journalist he doesn't and it and it's it's not necessarily an indictment on his character but like what happens is like he'll ask somebody a question especially somebody who's also a pretty high profile intellectual that i have a lot of respect for in richard dawkins but He'll ask them a question and they'll answer it. And then it'll like, it'll like bring a new thought to Jordan's head and he'll go for 10 fucking minutes. Oh, like you do just, to me. Just, oh, I'm sorry. Just, just <laughs> over and over again. No, I'm just teasing. I'm the Jordan Peterson of this show. Uh, <laughs> you ask me questions and then answer them. <laughs> no, actually, that's what I do is worse because at least Jordan Peterson gives his people a chance to give his, <laughs> his interviewees a chance to answer the question. <clears throat> but that's. That's my that's always been my issue with the way Jordan Peterson conducts business in a debate format is that he just he just talks too much. It's it's really that simple. He just talks too much. It's like, yeah, fine, talk. Stop wasting the time of these people that we want to hear talk to. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's my worry with a debate between Jordan Peterson and Richard Dawkins is that. Jordan but a Peterson moderator would limit that. A moderator, a good moderator, would like tell him to, hey, yo, you shut the fuck up. And I think Russell Brand would be a good a good person for that. And and, and Russell Brand, a person who is admit admittedly, you know, believes in God. But it's like the the, the issue I've I've always had with both Richard Dawkins and Jordan Peterson with the argument of God is that they're both so fucking sure. Like Jordan Peterson is so sure that God exists, and uh, Richard Dawkins is so sure that God does not exist. And I've always been the kind of guy who kind of sits in the middle and is okay with just being unsure. Right. Yeah. That's kind of where I stand on the whole thing. Like it's, it's interesting that like every single religion, there's like a, uh, like a, a, uh, a funnel that all pinpoints to this, some sort of like being, you know, at the top, if it's Hinduism, it's uh not, it's uh is it Vishnu or Krishna? It's one of the two, but like, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, it's all the same God. And like every religion points to like a higher power. But I don't know. I was convinced when I was younger, but as I get older, like it's just it's it's weird to me that like every religion, their God is right. And if you grew up in a different geographical location in the world and you just happen to grow up with a different God, you're wrong. Like only because based on only where you grew up. So America, a Christian nation, but based on their rules and things Corey, like that. Corey did air quotes there for those that are just listening. Yeah. And you know, it's where like all of India, you know, just billions of people that believe in Hinduism or Taoism or Buddhism or, you know, or Islam are just, they're just, they're just going to die. And it's like, Oh, sorry. You just, you didn't, well, but you then weren't you, smart. You were born in the wrong place to you, fact, uh, you factored in for the other from the other direction. I mean, Islam believes the same thing. Yeah, it's the one true religion. But you know what's interesting is Hinduism uh, is just like no, nah, it's just God. Well, like they accept they kind of in a roundabout way accept other people as long as they believe in God. It's also They'll poly- use that term. It's God. also polytheist. Yeah, kind, yeah, it's weird because it kind of is, but isn't. Like I think Vishnu is like at the top of their little hierarchy. I can ask, man. My but in a weird my, way, my surrogate, my, supersedes him. my surrogate little brother comes from a Hindu family, so I can I can ask. Yeah, him. yeah, ask him <sighs> because I think it's Vishnu is supposed to be the top, but then Krishna, in some weird way, like in the same way uh, Christianity does the Trinity, Vishnu trumps, uh, or. Yeah, uh, yeah, it trumps the other one, but doesn't. Yeah, it's this it's like a game the same of spades, of... Corey. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of how it works. It's weird. Vishnu is like the one, but then Krishna. No, the issue that I've always had it's, it's with also all the oldest religion on earth, all Hinduism, three... no Taoism is in, all... unless you want to get into pagan religions, because then you have the Nordic religions. Oh and... well. Because Norse is one of the very oldest, like Odin, and well... which is interesting too, because Odin was also killed and hung on a tree. And that's what they say about Jesus. Often they say he was hung on the tree. It was a cross, but he was hung on the tree. Um, I'm 99% sure that Hinduism is older than paganism. 
Well, like when it comes to paganism, there you're talking like a million different little religions, some different tribes yeah. and stuff like that. Because even well, the Native paganism- Americans also have religions. Um, but uh, like the Norse religion, paganism is, like a is very, just very. Well, I was gonna say paganism is just if you don't if it's not any of the Abrahamic religions, then you're considered a pagan. It's polytheism. In yeah, general, it's yeah, all. based on Western religious beliefs. Yes, but yeah. um. Yeah, it. They say that. I mean, it's debatable. They say, but they say Hinduism is the oldest practiced religion. But I think it's actually Taoism uh, is the oldest practiced. Maybe because Taoism. Because I think Hinduism and Buddhism is both based on Taoism. Right, and that would make sense because if you want to look that up real quick, Bell. They're, they're remarkably similar. I am I, looking it up. Yeah, yeah, Hinduism and Buddhism are very, very similar. I, the only difference Google, is that oldest religion. Buddhism, Buddhism isn't Buddhism isn't technically a religion. No, no one who practices Buddhism will tell you that it's a religion. It's a way of life. Yeah, as a and, as a religion, it is the world's third largest, with over one with one point three billion people, or fifteen to sixteen percent of the global population. Hinduism has been called the world world's oldest religion that is still practiced, though some debate remains. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think anyone practices Taoism anymore. I think they kind of morphed into the two. If we want to actually, like, so I have a friend who's really, really, really big into theology that uh, we could bring on the show and have a special episode on that alone. Oh, that'll be fun. That would be fun. You would just... Libservative from the nuts of the Hindu. (laughs) Libservative goes goes religious. (laughs) As long as Jordan Peterson listens. <laughs> it's not immediately clear to me. It's not immediately clear to me that, uh, yeah, he's. Uh, the, the, but the thing that I like about the way Jordan Peterson talks about religion, he talks about it in a way, particularly, uh, particularly Christianity, because he is a Christian. But he, he talks about it in like a real world way. You know what I mean? He doesn't like he doesn't do this thing where it's like. Well, if you're not a Christian, you're going to go to hell. Yeah, he looks at it as a parable and as like a, like a yes, uh, like a yeah. parable, a parable for for human life, and like uses the Bible in a he uses he uses the stories from the Bible in a practical way. Yeah, he applies it in a practical, sense. which I yeah. which I appreciate as opposed to like a priest coming up to me. At, well, yeah, priest, because I it's like what's more annoying, a hardcore atheist or like a hardcore Christian? It's the same thing. It's like who? What do you? What's? What do you find more annoying? Like LeBron James or LeBron James haters? Yeah, you know, you, like you stole my still, you, you stole my comparison. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's it's uh, religion still holds still holds weight. And like how cultures and society is formed, like there's basic values and principles and all of it. If yes. you take it away, it's just and the problem is people major on the minors and minor on the majors. Like people like to cite the Old Testament when it's beneficial to them when it comes to like gay people, right? But then when it comes to, uh, but when then when it comes to, yeah, I just, yeah, I, just I just had it up one second when it comes to other things that the Bible says it, it's just conveniently ignored. Like in Leviticus 21, 16 through 21, it goes, the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron for the generations to come, none of your descendants who have a, who has a defect may come near to offer the food of his God. No man who has any defect may come near 
No man who is blind or lame, disfigured or deformed. No man with crippled foot or hand, or who is a hunchback or a dwarf who has any eye defect, who has festering or running sores or damaged testicles. No descendant of Aaron, the priest, who has any defect is to come near the present, the food offering. Cut near to present, the food offering. Or no descendant of Aaron, the priest, who has any defect is to come near to present the food offerings to the Lord. He has a defect. He must not come near to offer the food of his God. Good day to you, fellow intellectual idiots. If you're this far into the show, we're guessing that you probably like it. So we'd just like to ask you to hit pause. And on whatever platform you're listening, just leave us a quick review. It really does help us grow and gives us an opportunity to bring you even more great content in the future. And we'd also like to ask you to just press that share button and just send this episode to one friend that you think might be interested in our line of conversation. The best way for podcasts to grow in the sea of millions of podcasts really is through word of mouth. So every little bit helps and we appreciate you all. So let's get back to the show. So mentally disabled people just <laughs> are yeah. coming to God, or, or or physically disabled. Like, yeah, the, yeah. the oh, your 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 nuts don't work. Sorry, bud. The 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 yeah, they're they're. I don't know. I've I've because I was I was I'm 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 somebody who considers himself agnostic, I, and people say like that's a cop out. You're copping out. Like no, it's like I just admit I don't fucking know. And it's like, it's like yeah. that's okay. Yeah, I'm at this point where like there there's something, there's something that everyone's tuning into, but human bias and human uh, the way our minds work, we muddled it to where I think that this energy that every religion is like feeling the presence of is something similar. Yeah, and then the- but everyone's too busy based on the legalistic standards that humans made. There's the, I guess to tie in like the good and the bad of like what religion can offer, you you know, you have, you have people that say that like, like the the people like Jordan Peterson that say like all of Western society and like everything that we have today is based on the morality of the Bible. it's like, okay, like I can kind of see that, right. I can kind of see where you where you draw that conclusion. Then you also have people on the other side of the argument that go, well, yeah, but religion has also caused uh, like basically all of war throughout human history until like the, the 18th century. Right. So it's like, there's good, there's good and there's bad that comes with this. But that's so, but to me, to me, that's, that actually makes religion more or makes, I guess the story of the Bible or not not the bible but you know any religious text that kind of brings humanity into what it is now whether you're talking about the abrahamic religions or you're talking about hinduism or whatever there, there there's like that's the human parable that it's not perfection right right and that's what's so frustrating to me too is like when you look at the teachings of christ if you want to go straight to new testament like the uh the things that are like not coincidental. Well, I guess you could say coincidental, or I would probably actually use the word comparable between like Hinduism and Christianity are just ridiculously close. Like your body is a temple, you know, like uh, even the stories, right? Like, isn't there I'm pretty sure there's a great flood <laughs> in every fucking religion? There's always a great flood. 
And you know, so the way I explain that away, it's like, yeah, you know, if you figure like back then, everyone's world, even though they were all happening simultaneously, worlds in the Middle East and worlds in Eastern religion and stuff like that. When you only know a thousand people and you don't and you don't have a social media and you're a thousand people are living in a valley and that's your whole world because that's all you know. And then there's a flood. Fuck yeah, your whole world just flooded. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how that's so hard to wrap your head around. These floods did happen. You know what I mean? Like, it just. I don't know how the hell we got on this giant religious tangent, but yeah. Because we're talking about Dawkins versus Peterson. Dawkins versus Peterson. What I think people are doing now is kind of. All right. So Hinduism existed first, and then people that practiced it, practiced practiced Hinduism branched off and created Taoism and Buddhism because Confucius was the guy who created Taoism. He was alive the same time Buddha was alive. And basically those religions are the same thing as Hinduism, but without the gods. Now people nowadays, when Dan was talking, like the Bible is moral teachings, right? A lot of people are taking those teachings, but without the God aspect to it. So it's kind of like the same thing. That's an interesting perspective. That's an interesting perspective, but then you have then you but then you have people like Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh who and and Dennis Prager who talk about how that because that's kind of how I feel like I don't consider myself a Christian, but like I think I think I still have like some biblical Christian values, right? Or you can look at the Bible, read some stuff, and be like, yeah, yeah, that actually kind of makes sense, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this idea this idea from like inside of like the like the cultural right the cultural Christian right to think that people like me are fucking harlots and horrible human beings because I don't subscribe to the dogma of Christianity. Yes. But I can still take like teachings from the Bible and teachings from Christianity and go, yeah, I think I could see myself living my life that way. Like I'm getting married in October, right? These are people that in, you know, uh, Corey's married, uh, but like these are these are teachings that that we can go like yeah it, it makes sense for me to get married and like build a family but it doesn't mean I have to right. I, I, I that doesn't necessarily have to be tied to Christianity and it doesn't necessarily mean that the quote unquote nuclear family that the Dennis Pragers of the world like to talk about is the only way to live your life when it's it was just. The, it's just the way that a lot of us choose to live our lives. And that's, you know. And is that religion or is that evolution of genetics? Just being explained by religion because we didn't have the uh, terminology based on scientific. Because humans are interdependent species and like we rely on each other. We're not the only mammals that do that. We're not the and, only uh, species that do that. And Bell, I, you, I think you are right. Hinduism is the oldest like world religion but it's based on the veda yes and the veda is i think is what i'm confusing with taoism maybe taoism. because they don't taoism like the uh buddhism i mean the idol is buddha you're, it's, it's but, Tao. you're saying the t as in a hard t it's like Tao. yeah taoism i got you <laughs> we're i was gonna Westerners. make a joke but we're western i was gonna make a i was gonna make that joke but it was gonna be way worse than Dan. Anyways, yeah, no, thank you. Taoism. Uh, hey, yeah, welcome. they don't have an hey, idol. Hey, Bell. 
You're welcome. <laughs> We're 50 Thank minutes you, in, friend. and we've already buried the lead of the title of the show. Uh, the oh, octogenarian, we'll the octogenarian kleptocracy. Uh, I don't know if we want to start. We, do we want? Let's just go there. Let's just let's just get to that part. Uh, McConnell and Feinstein, Feinstein, Feinstein. I don't even care anymore. Uh, our don't ask her because she won't know. She won't have any idea how to pronounce her own name. Uh, so everybody, I think, has seen if you if you watch or listen to this show, I think you've all seen the video of Mitch McConnell uh, mid last week, <clears throat> basically getting his batteries taken out. <laughs> hey, he should have used Energizer in the middle in the middle of the speech. Uh, and you know what? I've been told that I'm an asshole for laughing at that. But am I because these are old fucks that have chosen to stay in the limelight that refuse to walk away from a job that requires at this point a younger view. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, boomers. Like this is just where we are at this point. Uh, but now you also have Diane Feinstein, who we've also made fun of earlier for not knowing where the hell she is. Uh, here's Diane Feinstein again uh, earlier this week while in a Senate committee hearing uh, when all she needed to do was say that she was <laughs> one she, syllable, that three she words, was, <laughs> that she, the three letters. All three she letters, needed to yeah. do was say that I, she was present. Here we go. Clerk, call the roll. Senator Feinstein. Um, say hi. Say hi. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to support a yes vote on this. Um, it provides 823 billion. That's an increase of 26 billion for the Department of Defense. And it funds priorities submitted. Yeah, just say I. Okay, just. Great, thank I you. thank Senator, you. Senator Durbin. Senator. Oh my God. Uh, like, yeah, like she's the representative, dude, or a senator. Like, she's representing, like, what is it? Like, she's from, L is she like the LA County, like 4 million people or 16 yeah, million people is, or whatever? Yeah. She might and be she's not even. I forget. She's not even the rep. Like, it's she's not the one calling the shots. It's her staff, like, clearly as evidenced by that. Like, just say I. She doesn't even know where she fucking is. She, but what, what's, what's, what's more concerning to me about that video is that she's clearly just reading a script that somebody was like, Hey, when the vote comes down, just read this. Or when you're asked to give your, your testimony or whatever, just here, here it is. She's right. She, but it was already she's past She's not that. the one doing the job anymore. Yeah. And it was already, you're right. It was already past that. They were, they were just, just voting at this point. Just say, I, we have this girl increasing the defense budget by $26 million and she doesn't even know where she is. And so like between that debacle and what we saw with Mitch McConnell at the podium late last week, that I, one was I, even weirder. Yeah. Where he just stopped and he's just talking and he just stops talking and everyone's like, Mitch, yeah, the, right, the, the the little black and the men the men in black alien in his head just decided to take a nap for a little while. Like this, <laughs> this is 
this is unbearable at this point with these fucking octogenarians running our running our country. And I look at this, Corey, and one of the questions I wanted to ask you, and Bell, you can chime in if you want to as well. Like, at what point do we actually start blaming voters for this? And I don't want to say, like, blame voters and, like, the Hillary Clinton, hey, you're deplorable if you voted for Donald Trump kind of way. But, like, blame voters right. for, like, dude, you, like, at some point, it's you who's putting these people in office. Yeah, no, Americans just, you know, things were going good, you know, and, like, we didn't have the social media. We didn't have this collective consciousness of everyone sharing thoughts, which... In in the immediate sense, when everyone's doing that and you're reading the threads and you're reading the comments, like it's fucking nasty. It's gross. People are mean to each other. But I think on the macro scale, we're all figuring it out. We were all just in coast, just yeah, in we cruise were. control for decades. And I know, I know what you're about to say is I remember, like I know, like because the I don't mean to take the wind out of your sail, but like. We're talking about how like we think millennials kind of dropped the ball of how we let this stuff just slide and happen. But here we are as millennials and we're the ones that are talking about this now. I know it's just us three. It's not the macro scale of millennials, but like everyone, I think that's why we're seeing all of the anger and everything people talking because I feel like everyone doesn't want to say it, but we've all been bamboozled for the last like 40 years. Well, there's, you know, there there was there was coasting through the nineties, right? The fall of fall of the USSR. Everything like was the, good. Dot com United bubble. States, everyone's making yeah. money. United States was the was the only the world's only superpower, and we're getting to this point now where it's like, okay, that's not necessarily the case. And like all these octogenarians in office want to still believe that the United States is the world's only superpower, but like anybody that's actually paying attention understands that like. Yeah, China's a little bit of a threat in that in that way, and it's like, and it all depends on how you interpret that. Like, you know, am am I okay with a multipolar world where it's like we just kind of coexist with China? It, it, it just there, there's there's a lot to that conversation, and we won't get into it tonight. But yeah, there are certain circumstances, or there are certain ways in which I think about that, where I'm like, yeah, I'd probably be okay with it. And then there are certain ways in which I think about that possibility and I go, okay, no, that's actually kind of scary. It's a really complicated, nuanced issue. But these these old fuckers in Congress have absolutely no fucking clue. They have, they have no clue what's going on. And part of that, as you said, Corey, you know, it is on us. It's, it's on us. Fault. It's on us to stop this, this, because why do you think somebody like Diane Feinstein is it our fault or, or is it Gen X's fault? Because now that we're paying attention, we're actually talking about this. And Gen, well, Gen X, X is, is kind of the new silent generation. Yeah. Which is interesting actually that you say the silent generation because I actually have this uh this little infograph infographic to share with you right now. If it pulls up. There it is. We still have 30 people in Congress that are from the actual silent generation, Dan. So that's Diane Feinstein. Feinstein, McConnell, Bernie Sanders. Um, if I go up on this list, uh, Napolitano, uh, Maxine Waters, Steny Hoyer, Bill Pascrell, Hal Rogers. The youngest one of those five is Steny Hoyer of 83, 83. years old. Wow. 
There's your girl, the one you want to be on the boat with. <laughs> AOC, she's 33. It's so weird that she's younger than me. I know. Uh, it's like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. The, 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 but the reason I, I put blame on on millennials is it's like, we, we ha- we're going to have to be the generation. And I think that we have to team up with Gen Z. Or Gen Z, not Gen Z, Gen X. Uh, because both. We are we are the ones. Gen Z well, is wet behind the ears. They're lazy. 97, 2000. So listen to this. Your whole your your whole question you asked in the beginning right here, can we blame millennials or when can we? Voters. I've been blaming us. Listen to this. So 20.88% of voters are from Generation Z, born between 97 and 2012. 21.67% of voters are from the millennial generation, which is the highest percentage of voters. 19.61% of voters are from Gen X. 20.58% are from the baby boomers. And 5.5% are from the silent generation from 1928 to 45. Between Gen X and the millennials, that's 40% of the voters right there. Yeah. So we say this, right? But at the same time, like here, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the one that's defending millennials right now, right? Yep. Um, since 2004, we had 31% of Americans who voted that considered themselves independent. In 2023, 49% of Americans consider themselves independent. None of us could vote in 04. Our generation is the generation that's pushing the independent thing. And sure, they still vote for one of the two parties. Older millennials could vote in 04, but it was a small, small contingency of the voter base. Yes. But I think think as more millennials and as more Gen Zers were getting into the voting pool, that independent number went up. Not down. Yeah, but the thing is, is you you still got an insane amount of people that are like classic liberals, which are really just so that's you know so that's almost <laughs> the premise of our show right that's the premise of our show like they right. they consider themselves liberals but the liberal train is neoliberal has moved. just mm-hmm. the messaging has made them think that they're subscribing to the right fucking subscription when they're not mm-hmm. like imagine subscribing to playboy and you're getting playgirl <laughs> you know what i mean imagine like it's <laughs> And I think yeah. a lot of things, and the reason why I think things are so fucked right now is because of the fact of generations like ours are bucking the system, but no fucking buddy is going to talk about that. You're not going to hear that in mainstream. But what do we have? Mainstream MS1, MSNBC, CNN, completely cucking to no, Democrats, Fox News, Fox Nation, all of them completely cucking to Republicans. There's a big changing of the guard right now. And no one wants to proclaim that that's happening and nobody wants to advertise that that's happening. Yeah. And like what we're talking about here is the fa- is it's not the fact that Nancy Pelosi's in office. It's not the fact that Dianne Feinstein's in office. It's not the fact that Mitch McConnell's in office. It's the fact that they're all still in office. I don't care whether they're Republicans or they're fucking Democrats. Like, like somebody's got to take the keys away from grandpa. It's a tough conversation. To yeah, have. And it really is. And, and I think that that's the reason that we've gone from liberalism to neoliberalism because they ran out of things to fight for. So they just started handing things out like, no, no, no. Like it's too much of a fight to work for workers rights. So we're just going to hand out more money. 
Yep. We're going to instead start of more, taking on we're going to start the trust in big corporations. Yeah, instead of taking on the trust in the big corporations that are destroying the small the the small businesses where you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. We're just going to like, sorry, all they can do is offer you a minimum wage job, but don't worry. We're going to be able to come in behind you and give you Section 8 housing. So let me ask you this. And I want both of your guys' answer because I'm not exactly sure how I feel about this. But we have this issue that comes around every election cycle, particularly I should say every other election cycle, because it really it really sort of ramps up in presidential elections for some reason. This the the idea of the scare tactics of if the other side wins, the world's going to be over. Is our generation going to be the one that finally gets away from that nonsense? Because it's that yes. kind of, that's but it's that kind of before you answer, it's that kind of rhetoric that is the reason why Diane Feinstein is still in office, that Mitch McConnell is still in office. Because if that if that mm-hmm. young liberal in Kentucky wins, oh man. We're going to turn into a socialist society. Or if that old conservative, if that young conservative in California wins and beats Dianne Feinstein, whoa, man, we're going to turn into a, a fascist society. I feel like we are getting to a place where people that are of our generation are really starting to understand that the fear mongering is bullshit. So I'll let you and guys. I, I say yes. And I, and some of it's anecdotal evidence, but some of it's not. And this is why I say yes. I just recently helped finish a campaign for rank choice voting in the city of Royal Oak, Michigan. I was a part of the rank my vote campaign there to get uh rank choice voting on the ballot. And good job, boys. We just got enough signatures for the petition to get it on the ballot there. And most of the people who were signing it were people roughly around my age. I had a couple old people who were fed up too. And it's mm-hmm. funny because when we were talking about the campaign, like, um, like, I don't want to like, I don't want to give away too much detail or whatever, but like old people weren't necessarily written off, but we talked about how old people were stuck in their ways in the two party system. But yeah, there was even old people that were signing this paper to get more options on the table. Everybody Everybody wants more options. The only ones who didn't were staunch Democrats and staunch Republicans. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, most of them were like, I don't want to say older. And when I say older, I want to say like 50, you know, 60. We're talking old, old people who these parties used to actually represent them. And they're just, they just checked out mentally. And so they still think the same thing. But uh, ranked choice voting is taking a, taking the country by firestorm. And when I was there, it was a lot of younger people who were like signing the ballot like happily. Well, and who fights knew- and, and, and who fights against ranked choice voting? The establishment staunch, Republicans, staunch Democrats, and, staunch and, the, Republicans. and the establishment, the establishment Republicans, and the establishment Democrats because it's a threat to them. And it's like, God, if you're one of those, if you're one of these people that still supports that shit, yeah, you are, and in, you are indoctrinated. There's a reason why they didn't that the uh, the campaigns aren't started in cities like Detroit because Detroit's a staunch Democrat city. A lot of liberals and people on the left were signing these petitions, but older Democrats don't want to buck the system. They're afraid to because the other side might win. You know, I was going to say too, um, like Dan mentioned, you hear a lot of these older politicians say, oh, if this young guy gets voted in, it's going to go to hell. But you don't see these young candidates 
making campaigns like that and their campaign speeches aren't like that. Like, Oh, if this old guy, I mean, some of them, yeah, but it's like, most of them are telling them, telling you what they're going to do for you. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. as much as you don't like Pete Buttigieg, his campaign wasn't like a, a kind of, sometimes it was, but it, I mean, it was mostly like, this is what I'm going to do for you. I want to do this for you. I want to offer you Medicare for all that want it. I'm going to do this for you. And I mean, then you look at like the Donald Trump campaign where it was literally sleepy Joe and he's got nicknames for all the, all of his opponents. And I mean, you just see it. You're talking about populism. Yeah. And yeah. And populism well, is trash because people who are populist don't have any values of their own. They're just speaking to the, to the, the main, like the message of like, or they're, they're uh, just, Right, they they're, rile up a bunch of people that already believe something. Right, they're they find the consensus yeah. of a message from the multitudes of the people and expound on it. But at the same yep. time, they're not expressing their own values or principles because populists don't have those. You see it every day. It you goes it good or bad. Day. Yeah, and it's and like that's the problem with populists is they don't have values or principles, and they change those on a whim based on what the population yep. wants. And sometimes, you know, like sometimes you, when, you know, like you need the person in charge to make you eat your fucking vegetables, even if you don't want to eat them because it's good for you. Yep. You the don't want thing is, a leader who's the, just the friend trying to make everyone happy. Right. The sad thing is, is like, that's the shit that people want to hear too. They want to hear like, they want to hear Donald Trump call Joe Biden, sleepy Joe and all these names, but they don't really care for the young guy who's running for Congress that's preaching about the same shit that we talk about on this exact show. It's, Feel it's, free to ignore it, it. Said she's voting for Trump just to make the left go crazy. I mean, I'm okay. If that's, if that's all if right. That's, if that's your, if that's I mean, your like, well, I mean, like what's the alternative Biden? I'm, I'm voting third party. So my vote's going to naturally go towards the Democrats. Right. Well, uh, like, yeah, that depends on which side you fall. It depends on who wins, <laughs> right? If you vote third party, whoever loses is going to blame you. Yeah, yeah with that for two election cycles now, and I'm ready. I'm ready for the third. I don't know who I'm. Vo I'm voting third party, so I don't really know who I'm voting for. Look, no, Bell, you have it right. I mean, it's 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 at the point now where it's like it's just you know it's time to waste. It's time to waste your vote. I mean, I mean, I encourage everyone, everyone, go out and waste your vote. I'm wasting mine. Go out and waste I, it. I don't vote, do it for vote vote Green Party, vote Libertarian, vote, you know, vote for Cornell West, where the whoever the hell he's running with at this point. I don't care. Sure. Uh yeah. I, it's just, I only vote for the sticker. It's time to yeah, me too. I gotta get it's my guy I, in office. I, and I slap it on my gun holster. My guy's very to, charismatic. He needs to be it, in office. <laughs> it's time to waste your vote. Everybody my gun holster that has no gun because I lost all my guns in a boating accident. <laughs> Kanye West 2024. If I just want my guy to get a fair shake. If everybody wastes their vote, is it still a wasted vote? You know, so when I go on to uh um out of the blank podcast, that's a question he asks often, and I honestly don't have a real answer. He, go he goes <laughs> he goes, someone is always gonna get chosen. He goes, if there was some crazy banar hypothetical situation where just just nobody voted nobody voted 
they're going to pick someone. Right. Well, no, because they'll all vote because like all like the the candidates will vote for themselves. But it, they would both have one vote. Yeah, everyone would just have one vote. Yeah, I guess. Celebrity death match. <laughs> or uh, Richard Dawkins, uh, uh, Jordan Peterson debate in the octagon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, do we, want to, we, do we want to talk about like which criminal we want for president? Trump or Biden? Trump versus Biden. Choose choose your grand theft auto character. <laughs> it sure as shit ain't. It sure as shit ain't Biden. <laughs> choose your grand theft auto character. Uh, Trump versus Biden, and who's? And we even going to talk about like who's the bigger criminal? Like I don't. I just I'm so. I didn't even want to talk about this. I'm letting a lot of you guys, <laughs> but I just feel like we have to. Uh, can so, we can we keep the Grand Theft Auto character thing going? Because like, yeah, if I had to choose for a playing, Grand Theft Auto character, I would choose Trump over Biden because the one liners that I would be hearing repetitively over and over because he's only going to have about 15. The Trump ones right. are probably going to be funnier than, funnier than the Biden ones. Get out of the car, Jack. You know, yeah, like, like yeah, they would, just, it would just be uncomfortable because it'd just be racial slurs from Biden. Yeah, the, and the Biden character would just be sniffing people the whole game. Like every time you like, just be why, why are you on the bus? And then uh, the Trump character would just, every woman he walked by he would just stick his hand under her skirt. It would just it would just be fun. <laughs> two stars. <laughs> you get two stars every time you walk by a woman. Ah, <laughs> uh, so uh Trump was just uh, indicted on charges. I just had this stupid thing in front of me. I forget the exact language of it. Trump indicted for efforts to overturn the 2020 election and block transfer of power. And all in the same week, you have uh, uh, the House Oversight Committee discovering that Joe Biden was, in fact, present for uh, Hunter Biden's phone calls with essentially Ukrainian oligarchs. So we we at this point we have two people that are like legitimate like legitimate provable criminals running for president. We're not talking about like is it a crime for Barack Obama to arrange drone strikes? Yes, we we would say that yes, that was a war crime. Uh but a little bit more that's a little bit more ambiguous from a legal perspective in the United States. And even still, just to put the devil's advocate on that real quick, I just feel like I always have to bring this up. The reason why Obama's uh, numbers were higher with drone strikes than anyone else's was because he was the first president to actually start recording those numbers. And have drones to begin with. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I mean, no, I mean, uh, Bush had drones, but Bush didn't even record how many uh, people he was killing with his drones. Hmm. Obama's numbers were higher. Like, granted, not from lack of effort. He definitely <laughs> killed a lot of people with drones, but he was his presidency was the first Damn. president to start recording the number. But you would think, you would think that if he's like, all right, we're recording this number to create some accountability, that he would do less. <laughs> but instead, he, he doubled didn't. down and he's like, I don't like weddings or, or civilians <laughs> or civilians. Well, it's time for change. <laughs> It's time for change. <laughs> Fuck your <laughs> wedding in Middle East in that hospital. 
so I, I don't I just, <laughs> aim for the flower girl. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah, that's really what he did. Uh, daisies. I don't even like daisies. <laughs> God damn wow. it. I lost my notes. Where'd they go? Sorry, Charlie. It, well, here, while you're looking for them, let me read something off. Trump has 75 indictments now or 75 felony Char- charges against yeah, them with charges three. Well, in three different cases. Um, I, I hate most of them, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the story, me Daniels case, he's got 34 felony counts of falsifying records. Um, trials beginning in March, 2024, but they're going to push it back. You know that because of the election, um, classified documents case. He's got 35 or 37 felony charges. Um, 32 counts of willfully retaining classified info in violation of the espionage act, six obstruction related charges and two felony charges for giving false statements. And the trial is also set for, what is that? May 20th of 2024, which well, I'm you sure can, will also, you can, you know, in, in my view, you can throw away all of the charges related to the espionage act because that's a bullshit law to begin with. And I would say that to anyone when, as you're, as you're talking about this belt, a part of me is making me want to agree with feel free to ignore more and more and almost wanting to see Trump win just to watch him pardon himself. <laughs> just to watch the liberals fucking melt down. Oh my gosh. I, I, isn't that sad? That's not even all of them. He's got, he got four more from this latest indictment, um, four felony charges, one charge of conspiracy to defraud the United States. Um, one charge of conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, one charge of attempting to obstruct official proceeding, and one charge of conspiracy against rights and obstruction of whatever that means. Okay, Mitch McConnell, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're waiting for him to finish a yeah. sentence. <laughs> That was it. I, I don't even know what to say after it's just no, well, so, so, it reminds me of this one time. <sighs> 75 felonies. <laughs> so, are you okay? So what so everything that it's not that I don't appreciate the fact that Bell just brought all that information to us. It's so like, dumb. Like 87% of what he said, I don't give a shit about. And it's it's interesting because I, as somebody who doesn't like Donald Trump, who doesn't think he's somebody who's fit to be president, I don't even care. So yeah, it's like, so how we were you, just talking about how this do you, on how do you possibly expect to take all of these all of the because you know this is all political shit because so it's like you're trying to get somehow convince Trump supporters that Trump is bad, which you were never going to do in the first place. But somebody mm-hmm. like me who doesn't even like Trump and doesn't want to see him get elected again. I don't even give a shit. I don't even have enough time to pay attention to all it's this. It's just information or- overload. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's information much. overload. There's just it's like it's like when you look at I'm like a glad you made the point. 10,000 piece puzzle. You look at it and you're like, yeah, I'm not even going to start that. <laughs> uh, we got better things I to, to do. I, I felt <coughs> I felt really good writing all that down just so you could make that point because it's all so <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I honestly yeah, like, got it. it's just it's just so much. It's not clear cut. It's so and there's much. no there's no way to fit messaging behind that that's gonna have any substance that's going to try to sway. No, you over. know what it is? You know what the messaging will be? It will be like whatever the number was that Bell just read off there. He's got 75 felonies. 75 felony accounts. Vote Democrat. So 75 felony accounts. 
Vote Democrat. 75 felony counts. Vote blue. Yeah. So this this guy that committed 75 felonies allegedly is running for president. We can't have that. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be the raw number. It's going to be the raw number. That's all it's going to be. We probably will start hearing the number like once the actual debates and stuff start. Well, now you got you got the whole Hunter Biden thing, too, now. So, dude, I've been watching that, dude. It's yeah. No, Biden is corrupt as fuck. He's just as corrupt. He's just smarter about it. No, he's not when smarter you, about it. You, he just he's just better protected because he's he's he's, he's on got the better inside. Lawyers, yeah. As to where Trump is not. Illegitimate grandchildren. Do you think in the twenty 20- sexual assault charges, corruption, getting his kids. I mean, and, like, and it goes both ways. Let's, Look at uh Kushner. Yeah. Look at uh the people. Uh, what's his name? There's Jared Kushner. There's uh there's another one who's making billions in Saudi Arabia right now. They're all they're all just fucking trash. And I'm pretending, and I'm long sick and tired right of people pretending Maybe. that Hang because on. one is a little bit marginally better than the other, that he's exponentially better. When no, they're both corrupt. They're both well, pieces that, of shit. Dude, that's that's the issue that I have with people. And what that pisses are like, me off is I'm called an idealist <laughs> for just saying let's not have pieces of shit as president anymore. <laughs> Here's a nice piece of shit. <laughs> I'm the idealist. No, you're and you're a both sidesist as well. Yeah. All right. Here's Gotta a bet. A side, Long-term man. bet. Are we going to have a criminal in office in the year 2028? Yes. Yes. Even if it's not, <laughs> even if it's not Joe Biden or Donald. A known Trump. criminal. A known. Well, criminal. Well, let me phrase that question better. Are we going to elect a known criminal into office in the 2028 election? Well, it won't be Biden or Trump because Biden Biden will be dead by then. So even if he loses this election, he's not going to be around. And even if twenty eight is probably going to be Whitmer. Really? Yeah. You think the Michigan governor is going to? Yeah, she's got her sights on that. She she is a political powerhouse. Agree with her, disagree with her. She is a political powerhouse. She's a great politician. And that's not that's not yeah. necessarily a compliment. <laughs> right. But she's a really good politician. She did the Michigan what DeSantis did the blue, and she's awfully quiet on all the woke shit. She, she does is. some legislation protecting uh LGBTQ because that's what's in right now. Well, she does realize that she's in a purple state. So I give her credit yeah. for that. She's a purple maintaining state that's it. all blue just, right uh, now. She did just outlaw conversion therapy for children. Did she? Uh yeah. She did. Yeah, uh, two days ago, which I'm 100 percent okay with. That's just gross. I don't know. Um, I kind of feel indifferent about that. Not because I want children to be hit with conversion therapy. It's because um, I'm against conversion. Why don't you therapy? want abortion to be illegal? Yeah. Well, so I'm a, I'm against I'm against conversion therapy, but I'm also against the money grabbing shit that we see with uh, trans kids happening. Of how like big pharma and big medic like the big yes. uh, medical industry sees them as a buck because it's the first minority group that's being exploited. Bar no, no. Here's the mentality. Here's the mentality right here. They and that's sad. It's sad to me. It's sad to me because people who yes. are at that point where they're like, I'm trans and I need this type of surgery and stuff like that, they definitely like need help. But the way it's being done right now of just being, they're just being exploited. It's, 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 uh, yes. it's frustrating. 
they're being All exploited right, so, for political uh, ends yeah political ends are for money dude a lot of- you know how much money is being made right oh. now in uh-huh. uh like transgender surgeries and stuff like that it's gross it's literally what's happening with the op- what happened with the opioid epidemic yeah Ooh. especially these doctors like rush these kids in rush yeah. them in Ooh. Oh, quick, make a quick yeah. buck because this kid yeah, was a I, I have a friend. Hold on, Corey. Do friend. you realize? Do you realize? Do you realize what you just said? That's going to get you in trouble because That's we live fine. in we live in Maybe. we live in this we live in this place now that when like you make a comparison, I'm actually going to give credit to Dave Smith for this point because I heard it on his podcast. So credit Dave Smith for this point. I thought it was brilliant. He goes, um, "We live in a place now where, uh, oh, what did he say? He said." Where, where if you make a comparison, just like a comparison, you get accused of of saying that that thing is the same as the other thing. It's not the same, right? But like the the, the so, but like, but that's what people are going to say about what you just said. So you're so you're saying that uh, uh, kids uh, kids getting surgery is is equivalent to people is is uh, equivalent to all the people that died in the opioid epidemic. No, Which, what that's I'm not saying what you is said. Doctors and professionals that are who you look to because you picture that you you hold them in a higher regard because they're a professional and they're telling you one thing that this is okay so obviously you're going to believe them because why would this professional lead you wrong right which is what they said when they said opioids or when they said uh oxycontin was not addictive yeah it started with oxycontin because oxycontin had that coating on it right that was supposed to make it so that it um, it was supposed to make it less addictive until people figured out that all you have to do is crush it. <laughs> all of a sudden, the code yeah because it was a slow anymore. release. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which I well, in in my time when I was younger, we, we, I'm sure we all have uh, done our fair share of crushing Vicodin. <laughs> Everyone just quiet. Like, oh come on, don't make me feel like the asshole. I was more of an Adderall guy. I had to stop though. <laughs> Yeah, Big Pharma is the best drug dealer in town, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah brother. Hell yeah, <laughs> brother, let me tell you. Well, really quick before you end that, I was going to say about the shock therapy thing. Um, a lot of people made the point that you can't outlaw abortion because people would end up having unsafe abortions in the streets, which is true, right? Mm-hmm. Right? So when you outlaw shock therapy, you don't think that would entice some of these people that are okay pro shock therapy to open up these shock therapy dungeons in the bottom of their houses at church or in a doctor's office even that's an interesting twist to prohibition doesn't work (laughs) i haven't haven't heard i mean really that one before (laughs) you can't prohibit shock therapy or there's there's going to be black market shop therapy stations all over the country I mean, it's some guy it's just gonna weird, have a bunch right? of uh, just gonna be giving a bunch of kids just forks and telling them <laughs> right, to stick in the, them in, in the of, stand in this tub of water right, and some stick 6, that 000, fork in that outlet right now, right? At some 6,000 acre farm in northern Mississippi, like northern Michigan. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is so Darwinian, right there. It's like, oh, dude, survival of the fittest. <laughs> If you're dumb enough to stick a outlet. This is the dystopian future libertarians <laughs> want. <laughs> but it's it's actually it's actually really funny because it, you, you remember when Yeah, Dan, when, because kids dying is funny. No. 
I'm just no, fucking no, no, no. kidding. I'm just but, fucking with you. Uh, just, like to play devil's advocate, like like people on the cultural left were saying that over COVID, where it's like if you don't if you don't get the vaccine, well, oh well, I guess it's survival of the fittest. Your dumbasses are all gonna die. None of them did. <laughs> So maybe maybe sticking a fork in an outlet while standing in a kiddie pool in your kitchen is the way to go. Let's everybody try it. We'll come back to you with the results. <laughs> Dan, it's be this is exactly why outlets in the bathroom have breakers on them. GFIs on them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, this is maybe shit. the worst show we've ever done. No, this was great. I'm so glad this it's over. I hope is it was like this. Uh, <laughs> anyway, since I didn't oh my say God, it in the beginning of the show, since I didn't say it in the beginning of the show, the Observative Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is observativeshow.com. You can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at Libservative Pod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Tell a friend, give us a rating. You know what we didn't do? What didn't we do? We didn't do who would you have vote any for? sense of any sense of dignity? Yeah, that's well, that's we never have that. But uh, who would you vote for in, in the primary version one? I guess we can save that for when you come back because Corey's going to be gone next week. Yeah, it's going to be Dan and uh, Bell running the show. We may do uh, a special interview with uh, a good friend of mine with regards to uh, Hispanic voters um, because liberals or i shouldn't even say liberals but establishment democrats have their idea of what a hispanic voter is and how they represent them and republicans have a very different uh view of that so um because voting democrat is a trillion times better tr- i don't want to go there Corey. i don't want to no, go no. there no, no, i'm sorry i was baiting you there <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna go there i'm not gonna go there that's 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 some insider info uh that we just uh, let the people in on, but uh, yeah, you just told the uh, told the people where they can find us. And please, uh, you know, as we always say, tell a friend. Just tell one person. Um, podcasts like this spread best through word of mouth. I promise we'll have better shows going forward. <laughs> and help us ride the algorithms. Give us a good rating. Absolutely. Give us a good review. If you want to give us a bad review, fuck off. Don't do it. Little click. But if you want to give us a good review, ride those algorithms. R- algorithms yes uh, for bell the body snatcher he has always is Corey walsh he's dan griffin this has been conservative intellectuality it's fostering political and cultural literacy and until next time we are out of here we the people cannot end that